Dear Heavenly Father, I don't know what you want me to say today. I don't know what you want me to do or how you want me to feel. And so I'm coming to you right now to just ask you to lead me as we get on this topic today. And I'm asking you to be with us as we discuss and communicate what you want from us. Not what we want, not what we see, but what you want. And I pray this in Jesus name. Welcome to Cross Discourse, where music, culture, and life are discussed across the media spectrum weekly to help you live a godly life. Cross Discourse, Christ is Culture. What's up? It's your boy Anonymous coming to you with another episode of Cross Discourse. And my friends, I have a very, very, very interesting topic today. Um, We're going to do a a Bible study together. Um, We're going to do my quiet time, my devotional together because I I feel like, um, you know, it's just a time for us to just share uh, and and get to know one another. So um, I actually was talking to my wife the other day about, um, you know, speaking things into existence. And so uh, I say, you know, the Bible doesn't command us or ask, or say that, you know, we have the power to just willy nilly make anything happen because we say it in Jesus name. That's not uh, how the Bible uh, discusses. And I said, show me in the Bible where it says that you can just speak things into existence. And she came um, up. She came back at me with this verse in Mark 11. I'm going to read it to you right now. Mark 11, 23 says, truly, I say to you. Whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will come to pass, it will be done for him. There you have it. So I was stunned, so to speak. So I was like, okay, well, let's look at the rest of this particular verse to see um, what it's talking about. So I started uh, at up at 12 and um, verse 12 and it says on the following day when they came from Bethany he was hungry and seeing in the distance a fig tree in leaf he went to see if he could find anything on it when he came to it he found nothing but leaves for it was not the season for figs and he said to it may no one ever eat from you again and his disciples heard it uh, from 15 to 19, it's really talking about, you know, another kind of situation. But then you come back to verse 20 and it says, as they passed by in the morning, they saw the fig tree withered away to its roots. And Peter remembered and said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree that you have cursed has withered. And Jesus answered them, have faith in God. Now, here's where we come to verse 23. Truly, I say to you. Whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes what he says will come to pass. It will be done for him. So prior to that particular verse, Jesus's words are have faith in God. And then uh, from verses uh, 24 all the way down to the end of the chapter, you see 
uh, that Jesus is talking about having faith in God. And in fact, uh, let's just let's just read the rest of it before I start getting into my commentary. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. And whenever you stand praying, forgive if you have anything against anyone so that your father who is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. And then they came to Jerusalem and has as he was walking in the temple, the chief priests and the scribes and the elders came to him and they said to him, by what authority are you doing these things or who gave you this authority to do them? Jesus said to them, I will ask you one question. Answer me and I will tell you by what authority I do these things. Was the baptism of John from heaven or from man? Answer me. And they discussed it with one another, saying, if we say from heaven, he will say, why then do you not believe him? But shall we say from man? They were afraid of the people, for they all held that John really was a prophet. So they answered Jesus, we do not know. And Jesus said to them, neither will I tell you by what authority I do these things. So that is the rest of the chapter. So around uh, that one particular verse, we have some interesting things happening. We have the, the four words, have faith in God before Jesus says what he's saying. And then afterwards, we have Jesus saying or talking about prayer, uh, which is our communication with God. And then verses 27 through 33 are talking about uh, Jesus's authority, which we know comes from God. Um, so that is the discussion. And I said to her, I said to me, you know, it looks as if or it sounds as if uh, Jesus is saying when you ask things in God's name and by God's authority, meaning what God wants, then it will happen. It's not necessarily talking about you just getting anything you want just because I've, and I've heard this before because uh, we've heard or we watch a lot of TV. I mean, I'm just going to be honest. We watch a lot of TV. We listen to a lot of music and radio and we interact with, you know, a lot of people and we're on social media a lot. So we see these things happening and people are always talking about speaking things into existence. I declare that this job is mine. I declare that I'm going to get that car. I declare and all this other stuff. And so I wanted to make it clear that everything that we have is coming from God. And then this conversation just kind of branched off and got even deeper where we really started discussing this idea of magic. Um, and so I was just just uh, just wanted to really just talk to talk to you about how I go through this whole process, um, if you will. Um, so today we're actually going to be talking about magic versus miracles and what's the difference. And when we come back, I'm going to break it down for you how I do my quiet times and studies. And it's not always the same way, but uh, you'll kind of get a, a, an idea of how I uh, kind of get some topics and how I get these ideas for these discussions. Talk to you in a minute.
That's a good song. I like that music. Um, it's kind of calming and gets me kind of in the mood. Sorry if I sound a little solemn or anything. It's just, uh, you know, just some things on my mind. And I'm really just uh, thinking um, about God. And I want God to really focus this. And this is my quiet time. So uh, it's a time for me to reflect and to just, uh, you know, grow closer to God. But anyway, uh, back to our discussion. So the first thing that comes to mind is... Okay, so what are the instances in the Bible where godly people are declaring things or speaking things into existence? And there are many examples in the Bible, but the first, uh, I wanted to kind of start out with kind of like the foundation of the Jewish faith, which in my mind would be, um, you know, Moses. Um, And so uh, I, I go to the Old Testament first to just give you an example uh, and, and just to see the types of things that were happening in the Bible. And so I, I happened to come across and wanted to see what miracles existed in the Bible. So I, I do a, a, a search, uh, whether it's through a concordance, whether it's through an app like Bible Gateway or, you know, my study Bible or something like that. And I look for miracles. Uh, and I happened to come across some of the earliest ones were Moses. And I happened to fall into Exodus 7. And so Exodus 7, I'm just going to read the first couple of verses for you here. And Exodus 7, 1 says this, And the Lord said to Moses, See, I have made you like God to Pharaoh, and your brother shall be your prophet, your brother Aaron. You shall speak all that I command you, and your brother Aaron shall tell Pharaoh to let the people of Israel go out of this land. But I will harden Pharaoh's heart, and though I multiply my signs and wonders in the land of Egypt, Pharaoh will not listen to you. Then I will lay my hand on Egypt and bring my host, my people, the children of Israel, out of the land of Egypt by great acts of judgment. The Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord when I stretch out my hand against Egypt and bring out the people of Israel from among them. Moses and Aaron did so. They did just as the Lord commanded them. Now Moses was 80 years old and Aaron 83 years old when they spoke to Pharaoh. So that's the first example. Uh, uh, I mean, that's not a, a miracle in and of itself, but God is basically telling Uh, Moses and Aaron, look, I am God. I am going to give you these powers and I am going to uh, set up an example or a show so people can see, you know, who's really in control. And here's the rest of uh, chapter one, verses eight, verse eight. Then the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, when Pharaoh says to you, prove yourselves by working a miracle, Then you shall say to Aaron, take your staff and cast it down before Pharaoh, that it may become a serpent. So Moses and Aaron went to Pharaoh and did just as the Lord commanded. Aaron cast down his staff before Pharaoh and his servants, and it became a serpent. Uh Uh-oh. Then Pharaoh summoned the wise men and the sorcerers, and they, the magicians of Egypt, also did the same by their secret arts. For each man cast down his staff, and they became serpents. But Aaron's staff swallowed up their staffs. Still, Pharaoh's heart was hardened, and he would not listen to them as the Lord had said. So here we start seeing miracles happening. 
but God is always in control and God is commanding Moses and Aaron. I mean, then you start seeing a whole lot of things happening. Moses and Aaron keep coming back to Pharaoh, keep showing him uh, different signs, different wonders, and he's still not willing to listen to God through Moses and Aaron. I want to jump forward to give you another example of something else that I read. And that's Joshua uh, chapter three. I'm going to start in verse seven here and I'm going to read all the way through uh, 17. So Joshua three, seven through 17. Then the Lord said to Joshua, today, I will begin to exalt you in the sight of all Israel that they may know that as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. And as for you, command the priest who bear the Ark of the Covenant, when you come to the brink of the waters of the Jordan, you shall stand still in the Jordan. And Joshua said to the people of Israel, come here and listen to the words of the Lord your God. And Joshua said, here is all here is how you shall know that the living God is among you and that he will without fail drive out from before you the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Hivites, the Perizzites, the Gergesites, the Amorites, and the Jebusites. Behold, the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord of all the earth is passing over before you into the Jordan. Now, therefore, take 12 men from the tribes of Israel, from each tribe a man, and when the soles of the feet of the priests Bearing the ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth shall rest in the waters of the Jordan. The waters of the Jordan shall be cut off from flowing and the waters coming down from above shall stand in one heap. So when the people set out from their tents to pass over the Jordan and the priests bearing the ark of the covenant before the people. And as soon as those bearing the ark had come as far as the Jordan and the rest, I'm sorry, in the feet of the priests bearing the ark were dipped in the brink of the water. Now the Jordan overflows all its banks throughout the time of harvest. The waters coming down from above stood and rose up in a heap very far away at Adam, the city that is beside Zarethan. And those flowing down toward the sea of the Arabah, the salt sea, were completely cut off. And the people passed over opposite Jericho. Now the priests bearing the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord stood firmly on dry ground in the midst of the Jordan and all Israel was passing over on dry ground until all the nation finished passing over the Jordan. So here we have a second miracle where God is directly in control, performing miracles that would seem as magic to everyone else. And so to me, I'm looking at this and I'm like, OK, so each time a miracle was performed here, it is definitely by God. And I'm looking at, okay, so what is the difference between just as in that Old Testament uh, verse in, and particularly in chapter seven of Exodus, where uh, God is talking to Moses and saying, I'm going to make him look like God. I'm going to make you look like God to Pharaoh. Well, and then Pharaoh brings out his people. And that is the first time I, I can recall, or I, I mean, I haven't done that specific study, but magic, one of the earliest instances in the Bible where magic is being presented. And we know magic, the difference between magic and miracles is magic is uh, demonic. Magic is where you have people performing supernatural uh, uh a thing so like they're showing their power and it all comes from the person 
uh, seemingly through a demonic force. But these miracles in the Bible are clearly and directly from God. So they seem like the same thing, but the, the difference is that Jesus, his apostles, the prophets in the Bible, they all uh, got their source from God. And when you see the, the Pharaoh and his people, they're performing miracles, what, what seem like miracles, they're actually performing magic, um, which is demonic. It's not coming from God at all. And that is the distinguish. That is the thing that is the difference between the two. Um, we know uh, when we see that, we're saying, oh, so we're not doing anything. We're actually getting our power from God. And that's what we have to be able to see. And that's what I'm seeing in my study here. So I go a little further in my study and I say, okay, well, let's see what's happening in the New Testament. In the first instance of a human being do, doing something in the New Testament that I see or that I can recall or think of is Peter walking on water in the Old Testament. And it comes in, I'm just going to read Matthew 14, 28 through 31. And Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. Jesus said, come. So Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and came to Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sink. He cried out, Lord, save me. Jesus immediately reached out his hand and took hold of him, saying to him, Oh, you of little faith, what, why did you doubt? So I'm seeing again that we are relying on God. We are relying on God to do the things that we know we are unable to do. Acts 1 speaks to this in more detail. Uh, verses 6 through 9, uh, where Jesus is going up to heaven and Jesus says to his people, um, I'm sorry, let's just read 6 through 9. So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, it is not for you to know times or seasons that the father has fixed by his own authority, but you will receive power. When the Holy Spirit, again, one of the triumvirate, has come upon you and you will be my witnesses to Jerusalem and in all Judea, Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. And when he had said these things, as they were looking on, he was lifted up and a cloud took him out of their sight. We move on to the day of Pentecost. We move on to the coming of the Holy Spirit in uh, Acts chapter 2, where we saw, start talking about tongues of fire. You can read that on your own. That's Acts chapter 2, uh, 1 through 8. Um, that's when the tongues of fire come on to the um, the uh, apostles and they start speaking to lots of different people from different um cultures and races uh, we go to acts chapter 4 um, when john and peter go before the temple of the council uh, the sadducees and they start talking to them but in that particular chapter um you know uh they uh, are st start asking them well where do you get your power and they tell them peter says specifically let it be known to all of you and all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucify, whom God raised from the dead by him, this man is stand, standing before you. So now they're again declaring that they haven't done anything. They are doing things 
by God's power, by the power of the Holy Spirit, by Jesus uh, and what Jesus has given them. So that 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 idea that we man isn't doing anything is again prevalent in that. Um, and then uh, I want to last speak to um, Acts chapter four, right? Uh, verses twenty nine through thirty one. Um, and now look. And now, Lord, look upon their threats and grant to your servants to continue to speak your word with all boldness while you stretch out your hand to heal and signs and wonders are performed through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place in which they were gathered together was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and continued to speak the word of God with boldness. So, again, Every single time that I see it in the scriptures, I am seeing Jesus being declared and I'm seeing the Holy Power, the Holy Spirit uh, giving power to these people from God. I'm not seeing man do anything. And so, uh, you know, that's my study. And, I, and I'm greatly convicted that um, I am not to be declaring anything just because I want it. I'm not to be declaring anything um that God hasn't himself declared or that God hasn't told me to declare. Does that make sense? I hope that makes sense to you because that's what I'm seeing. And so then we come to this idea of magic, right? What is magic and what is sorcery and, and how do we um, kind of deal with this issue? I'll tell you, um, and, and this is, will be the last thing that I say before we get out of here, but um, I used to play a, a game. I used to work with a lot of teenagers, and they introduced me to a game, Yu-Gi-Oh, um, which is about a Egyptian pharaoh using cards to play, you know, using monsters and magic and all this other stuff. And so, you know, it was a fun game, and I enjoyed it. Um, but it was based on another game, Magic the Gathering, where um, you have these people called casters, and, and, and it's all this thing. But the idea of these games is that the human, the person controlling these cards has the power and can control uh, these these monsters or these creatures, right? And so they have the power. And it, it, it is a gateway. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm not saying it's sinful uh, to play these games. But what I am saying is, you know, it was fun and it, it's a lot of skill. Um, there's a lot of luck involved in it too, but there's some skill in it. Um, and, uh, but it, it was used for fun, but people can start getting the mindset or getting the idea that they are in control and it's not God himself who is actually in control. Um, so just think about that, you know, just think about, um, the things that you're feeding into yourself and, and the ideas that you're getting so that you're not letting the world dictate to you. Um, what the Bible is actually saying with regards to um, speaking things into existence or having um, magic or magical capabilities, in essence. You know, I, I, it's funny that, you know, the one thing that people make fun of in Christianity is that we believe in magic. You know, we believe in this fictional character up in the air uh who uh does certain things and we're we're into unicorns and all this other stuff and, and it's funny that people make fun of us 
uh, when we when we talk about that. But the greatest thing or the the thing that kind of comes to my mind first is we don't believe that we're doing anything. It's not magic we believe in. It's miracles. It's the power of God that we're believing in. And that's not magic. Right. That is not magic at all. It's the might of God, the father himself. Uh, There are some um, tools that I use to do this particular uh, study. I actually used a lot of it um, came from uh, Bible Gateway. A lot of it itself came from Bible Gateway. A lot of it. um, I just, you know, typed in magic and sorcery. I talked uh, music. Um, You know, I uh, went on to also the website uh, Got Questions, which is a another biblical source um, that I use got questions Um, you can ask for specific questions and it kind of directs you to uh, some Bible verses that you can also do and I actually uh, typed in what is the difference between miracles and magic on there and it had some answers and it actually gives you some biblical verses as well on that one uh, I used Open Bible. Uh, I usually I love Open Bible. You can ask a question; and it just gives you a whole bunch of examples, uh, Bible verses, and things. And I talked about uh, speaking things into existence. And actually, that might have been where my wife got her particular Bible verse because that Mark eleven twenty three is mentioned in there as well. Most of the verses I used were from a word the English Standard Version. I don't know if that makes a difference. I'm not sure uh, if, uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, variation between the different versions. I know a lot, I use NIV a lot or King James or any of that. But I want to leave this to you, and that is the chapter, um, the verse Matthew, Matthew 12, 36, and it says this, I tell you, on the day of judgment, people will give account for every careless word they speak. Just think about that. On the day of judgment, people will give account for every careless word they speak. So be careful what you're speaking into existence. Be careful that uh, God, uh, that you are listening to God, that you're understanding what it is that God speaks. This is how I do my quiet times. I pray. I'm thinking about this, these things. I'm thinking about what God really wants me to say uh, before I actually do or say anything i hope this was useful to you all i hope you can see how i'm studying my bible how i do my quiet times and my devotionals i pray that you would do the same thing i pray that you if you had any questions you feel free to email me at crossdiscourse at gmail.com um, and again, I'm still looking for music and, and spoken word and poetry or whatever you have to share uh, with um, the rest of my listeners. I don't have too many right now. I got a few, though, uh, who listen faithfully. And I appreciate you guys. And I'm hoping that you can share these messages with your friends. Just uh, pass it on to somebody else and say, hey, why don't you give this a look? Uh, see what you think. I've got a lot of different topics with regards to culture. Uh, If you got any recommendations for songs, I would like to hear that as well. All right. So uh, I think that's it for me, fam. I'm going to go. I'm going to pray some more, finish up this study. And um, I hope to talk to you again. I look forward to hearing from you guys. And I love you all. Have a good one.